Before we start the podcast, I'd just like to mention that this episode is being recorded on Wednesday, May 15th. Alright, if you couldn't tell by the title of this episode of the N10 Puck Talk podcast and the intro song of the podcast, we are going to be talking about the IIHF World Hockey Championship that is underway in Slovakia. Um, it's a tournament I really enjoy to uh, watch. Uh, how about you, Flager? Uh, I usually, I'm not a fan of international hockey. I've said that before on this podcast, but Thomas, you kind of got me into it this year. So I am watching it a little bit, not as much as the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I'm excited for this episode. We have some good discussions to talk about, so let's get started. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, the first team we're going to be talking about is obvious. I think uh, Team Canada is going to be the first team we will be discussing about. Uh, We are from Canada. And uh, let's get started. So Canada, um, they're not playing their best hockey, I would say. Uh, They sit currently third in Group A with a record of 2-0-0-1. Uh, that has to do with the fact that John Tavares got injured days before the tournament even started with an oblique injury that will leave him sidelined for four weeks. But uh, Couturier and Kyle Turris are trying to take on the role of the first-line center. They've been switching in and out uh, since the tournament has begun, three games in. Uh, Stone Couturier are also named alternate captains, and Kyle Turris has been named the captain of Team Canada. So... Uh, let's get started with the games that Canada has played so far. Uh, you want to name those off? Uh, yeah, in their opening game, they ended up losing 3-1 to to Finland. Jonathan Marchesso scored in that game for Canada on the power play. Then their second game, they destroyed Great Britain 8 to nothing. Uh, five points were scored by Anthony Mantha. He had two goals and three assists in that game, and Carter Hart had a 12-save shutout. Not a lot of action for him in that game. <laughs> And then uh, their third game, their most recent game, Team Canada beat Slovakia 6-5. to five. Uh, Mark Stone scored the winning goal in that game on a power play with a second left in the third period. So that was a huge win. That was a crazy goal and big moment for them. That was also a crazy game because Slovakia went up 2-0. Then Canada tied it 2-2. Then Slovakia went up 4-2. And then Canada tied the game. And then it was just crazy from there. Yeah, yeah, Canada... Stone- Canada played catch-up a lot in that game, but they came through with the victory, so that's what matters. Yeah, and then uh, we have their point leaders here right in front of us. We're just going to name them off. Uh, Anthony Mantha has been a stud for them in the tournament. He has three goals, four assists for seven points, second second in scoring in the tournament. Uh, Kyle Turris, their captain, two goals, three assists, five points. And then Jonathan Marchessault has been really, really uh, dynamic for them. He has two goals, one assist for three points. And all of his points have come on the power play in this tournament. Uh, he's been he plays the Marner position, which is uh, the right side uh, half boards. Uh, he's really dominant in that position. And Mark Stone, his line mate in Vegas as well, is playing on the Matthews position. So they go back and forth with each other all the time. Um, but Canada's defense, though, is not that great. Uh, they do not look defensively sound all the time, and I think that has to do with the NHL players getting used to the big ice, which they play in over in Europe. Uh, but we'll see uh, coming down to the last games in their uh, group. I think they have three more games, so hopefully they're doing better with that. Uh, Matt Murray hasn't been his greatest, but that has to do with the defensive uh, group that Canada has and brought over to Slovakia. So we shall see in the coming games. I think Canada is going to do a lot better. Uh, Alan Vigneault is going to definitely coach a better uh, Canadian team going forward. And Brandon Montour, 
uh, defense for the Canadians is uh, done for the tournament. He has, I think it was a leg injury or something like that. And yeah, so that's going to be a big hole in the defensive group. He was third in ice time for uh, Canada. So yeah, let's move on to the United States now. They're sitting in fifth in uh, Group A currently. Uh, their record is 2-1, 0-1. And they have a very, very stacked NHL roster. Uh, some of their recent games, their opening game of the tournament, they lost 4-1 to Slovakia. Uh, Alex DeBrinkett scored a power play goal, from, which was assisted from uh, Patrick Kane and Jack Eichel. Then their second game, USA won 7-1. DeBrinkett scored two goals, and Kane assisted two goals. Then in their third game, they won 3-2 in overtime against uh, Finland. Yep. That was a very close game. Dylan Larkin scored the OT winner, and Jack Eichel scored two points in that game. And then today they played against Great Britain, and they won 6-3. to three. Demko, Thatcher Demko scored his second uh, win of the tournament, and Patrick Kane scored three points, and he also earned uh, the Player of the Game award. Patrick Kane set a USA record for most points ever recorded at a world championship by a USA-born player, 36 points in 21 games. Yeah, as um, my favorite player uh, in the game of hockey, Patrick Kane, he, uh, he's very he's very skilled with the puck, and he's a very good playmaker. And to set the record for most USA points in this tournament is insane. But um, this record also has to do with the fact that the Blackhawks haven't uh, been as good lately, and he's been there uh, two years in a row. But for the USA, Kane has been dominant, and he's also the captain for the team, so he has to set the bar for the rest of the team to do good. And the U.S. are also like Canada, too. Um, they're not looking comfortable on the big ice, but hopefully that um, hopefully they get better uh, during the tournament as it progresses. Um, Dylan Larkin has been very good. Uh, Jack Eichel has been very, very good. And some of their, yeah, the leading scorers, Patrick Kane, six points in four games. Jack Eichel, five assists in four games. And Alexander Dabrinkat, uh, four games played, five points. So they've been uh, very, very good. And all the, all the three of those players are actually on the same power play unit. So that's kind of why they uh, are all there in the top three scoring for the U.S. Yeah, sorry, I just want to correct myself. I believe I said that the United States are fifth in Group A. After their win today, they're actually sitting in second in Group A. Uh, with a 2-1, 0-1 record. Uh, so sorry about that little mistake. We didn't update our notes after. We started writing our notes down before um, that game was over, so that's why yeah. that wasn't updated. Anyways, the United States still have to play some tougher teams in the tournament. They're going to be playing Denmark, I believe, on Saturday. And they play Germany. And then the big... Yep. Head-to-head against Team Canada. That's going to be a big game. Uh, that's their last game of the tournament. So that'll. I'm looking forward to that game. Canada versus USA is always always a good matchup. Yep, and then now moving on to Group B action. Uh, there's a lot of skilled teams in Group B. And we're going to be talking about Switzerland. And Team Switzerland has been a very, very big surprise in the tournament. Uh, they, don't have a few, they don't have a lot of NHL players, but the NHL players they do have in the tournament are doing very, very well. Uh, they're 4-0 in first place in Group E. Uh, that's a shocker. And their recent games have told a lot of IHF World Hockey Championship fans that this team is very, very good and might be uh, dominant in the playoff round because I think they're going to make it their 4-0. So uh, their recent games, 9-0 win versus Italy. 
not that surprising because Italy's not that good. Uh, 3-1 win versus the Latvians, 4-0 win versus Austria, and 4-1 win versus Norway. Uh, Flag, you just named the games they have remaining now. Uh, yeah, so they have some tougher tests coming up. Uh, they still have to play Sweden, Russia, which could be the battle for first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russia is currently sitting in second place, and they're only in second because um, Switzerland has more uh, a better goal differential. Uh, and then they have to play the Czechs, Czech Republic. So they still they haven't played yeah. many great teams, Italy, Latvia, Austria, and Norway. I wouldn't say they're top teams in their group. Uh, so they still have a tougher schedule ahead, and we'll see how they can handle that. Yeah, and like I mentioned before, some of their NHL players that are there overseas, um, one is there's one player that's not an NHL player, but he plays for the Springfield Falcons of the AHL, uh, is in the top three scoring for them. Uh, Nico Heischer leads their team with seven points in four games played and an amazing plus seven. Uh, Vincent Praplin uh, he plays for the Springfield Falcons of the AHL. He has four games played, six points plus five. And then Kevin Fiala of the Minnesota Wild uh, has four games played, six points for plus six on the tournament. So the Swiss are definitely very, very skilled and their NHL guys are doing very, very good. So And also, also, their, also their goalie, Rito Bear, is actually really, really uh, impressive this tournament. Yeah, I wanted to mention that they only have two goals against so far in this tournament in yeah. four games, which is really impressive. Uh, I wouldn't say that all the credit has to go to their goaltender, but I think their defense has also been pretty yeah. solid as well. Well, when you have Roman Yossi as, I think I think he's the captain. When you have him as your captain and uh, the best defense on your team, you're going to win games. So hopefully that continues. Another team that's kind of been shocking in this tournament is Germany. They're sitting in first in Group A right now, and they have by far the best penalty kill in the tournament. Their goal differential is plus six, which is a little bit lower, but like I said, uh, their penalty kill and their defense has um, pulled through, and that's why they're at the top of Group A right now. They only have three goals against, which is the lowest in Group A, and their goalies have been unbelievable. I've never heard of these goalies before before um, getting into the, this tournament, but <laughs> yeah. Matthias Niederberger has two wins and a .963 save percentage and one goal um, one goal against average. And Nicholas Trettel is their backup. He also has a win, uh, and he's been very good as well. One thing about Germany, though, kind of like Switzerland, they haven't really had a tough test yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat Britain 3-1 to in their first game, and they went on to play Denmark, and they won that game 2-1, to and then they played France and won that game 4-1. to So those, again, are in top three. Yeah. These matchups. They still have to play – Germany still has to play Slovakia, uh, which I believe is currently happening right now at 2.15, that game starting. Yep. Uh, they have to play Canada still, the United States, and Finland. So those are a lot of tough tests coming up. Those are probably, I would say, the top teams in the tournament, Canada, U.S., and Finland. And even Slovakia is a very skilled team as well. Yep. So we'll see how they handle those games. Other uh, points leaders for the tournament. Uh, it's not that high because they don't have uh, much goals for, but and they're also in a lot of close games when they play. Uh, Matthias Placa, three games played, four points. He leads uh, Germany in points. And then Leon Dreisaitl from the Edmonton Oilers had a great year, and he's looking to tear up this world championship. But he only has uh, three points in three games played, which is not bad. But Leon Dreisaitl is one of their known players on Germany, and uh, he looks to continue it up. A good tournament going forward. Uh, like we mentioned before, they haven't played the great teams in Group A. 
but it's good that they're getting the wins now because if they do indeed lose out the tournament against the top teams, it's good that they have, what, four wins, right? So, or th- three wins, sorry. Uh, it's good that they have those three wins because if they lose out, they might have a chance to squeak into that fourth position or third position going into the playoff round. So uh, hopefully that happens. I, w- I would like to see Germany because their goaltending is very, very solid right now. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl deserves uh, a lot of good stuff because his Edmonton Oilers are not doing that good. So Yeah, I do think that Germany uh, has a chance of not losing out, but maybe only winning one or two of their next uh, upcoming four games. But like you said, they could still squeak into that fourth or third position, even though uh, they have only won three games so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll see if they could keep it up. And then moving on back to Group B, uh, the Russians. And the Russians have a lot of NHL talent. And I wrote about that in a previous article, I think, about three weeks ago. Um, they have a stacked NHL lineup. Even in the KHL, they have one of their they, they have the best players in the KHL as well. Um, they have guys like Ovechkin, Kucherov, Malkin, Andrei Vasilevsky. Their defense is a bit thin, but Mikhail Sergachev, Nikita Zaitsev, are definitely filling the voids as well as Dmitry Orlov from the Washington Capitals. So, moving on to the record, they're three o o o. That's how the double IHF does it. Um, they're second in Group B behind Switzerland, uh, eleven goals differential plus eleven uh, goals differential, only two goals against, and currently sit behind Switzerland for second in Group B. Uh, they will be in action in about I don't know, three minutes, so maybe we can give you some live updates. I don't know. Uh, we'll see, and they have some recent games here, and Flager would just name them off. In Russia's opening game, they played Norway, and they won that game 5-2. Then they played Austria, and they shut them out 5-0. And then they got another shutout again, 3-0. Those are huge victories there. In big uh, they still have four games remaining. They are playing Italy in about, that game starting in about a minute. Yeah. Uh, then they play Latvia, Switzerland which could be the battle for first in uh, Group B. And then they have to play the Swedes, though, which is uh, – the Swedes are a very offensively uh, heavy team, I guess you could say. They have the most goals for in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Russians also have a lot of firepower up front, so that'll be an interesting game to watch. Yeah, and just uh, some of their point leaders. Um, Nikita Kucherov did not have a good playoffs uh, playoff series versus the Columbus Blue Jackets for the Lightning in the – in the recent playoff loss, they got swept, so not very good. But Kucherov is uh, not tearing up the tournament yet, but he has six points in three games for plus three. His linemate Nikita Gusev of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, five points in three games played, plus three as well. And Yevgeny Dadunov of the Florida Panthers has four goals for four points in three games for Russia. Yeah, and I think uh, that's enough about talking about teams that are doing great in this <laughs> tournament. Let's yeah. move on and talk about Italy for a second. Uh, they have lost all of their games so far in this tournament, and they have not scored a goal. And they're currently last in Group B. And Thomas, I know you're Italian. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, obviously they're not known for their hockey uh, <laughs> currently because they're really, really bad. Um, they have not scored a goal in the tournament, which is very concerning. I obviously didn't expect much from Italy, but like, man, you got to score a goal. Like, I know one of their goals was ruled offside yesterday. Versus the Latvians, uh, not very good. And actually, right now, just watch Nikita Zaitsev score against Italy 30 seconds into the game. <laughs> so, not going well for Italy so far. 30 seconds into the game, 
they're down one nothing, and yeah, that's just that's gonna continue all tournament I think because they're gonna be versing tougher opponents now going forward. Um, but their goalie, Marco De Filippo Roya, I sent that in Italian accent. He actually won player of the game for an eight nothing loss versus Sweden on Sunday morning. Uh, he made fifty saves but let in eight goals and was still player of the game for Italy, which is kind of embarrassing on the uh, forwards and defense for Italy. So, yeah, that's not that, – that's Italy's not going to do good. So I love that. I find that hilarious that he won player of the game in that game. But you can't blame him. I mean, 50 no. saves is – that's a lot of shots. He faced 58 shots in that yeah. um, 8 nothing loss against Sweden. Uh, but, man, 50 saves, that's a lot. A lot of saves. So I guess that was well-deserved. I want to read out their recent games. Their first game, they lost 9 nothing against Switzerland. Then they lost 8 nothing against Sweden, which we just mentioned. And then they went on to play Latvia, and they lost that game 3 nothing, a little bit closer. Currently, they're losing to Russia 1-0, as Thomas mentioned. Yeah, uh, They still have to play Czech Republic, Norway, and Austria, which, by the way, Norway and Austria, those are both winnable uh, games for the Italians. Both Norway and Austria are both um, 0-0-0-3 yep. right now, just like Italy. So we could see uh, Italy coming through with a victory. But like you said yeah. before, hockey's not the Italian sport. I would tell them to uh, stick to soccer, but they didn't even qualify in the last Yeah, they're not cup, even – So not, I don't yeah. know what sport they should stick to. I, I, I guess food at this point is going good for them. That's but. what I was thinking, like entering a couple eating contests or something. <laughs> Honestly. Or like cook-offs, like pasta cook-offs or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's better figure it out with Thomas. Yeah, and I'm going to look at the leading scores for Italy. Oh, wait, zero all across the board. <laughs> yeah. So. Their leading score right now has zero points. And, uh, <laughs> Zero, three games. <laughs> they have about 20, 20 players that are tied for leading scorer on the Italian team. Yeah. They all have zero points. So, yeah, and I, I don't know if they're going to score against Russia today, but uh, we'll definitely tweet that out if they do, because that's going to be a monumental moment in the tournament for Italy. So we'll keep uh, on tabs on that. On a real note, though, enough joking. All jokes aside. Yeah. No one expected Italy to be good. No. Um, I didn't even expect them to qualify, to be honest. So. Are you looking to sign up with the online sportsbook for the first time or just looking to place bets through an online sportsbook? The Breakdown has you covered. Check out mybookie.ag and use our code BRKDWN. Again, BRKDWN. And you will get a 50% off bonus on your deposit up to $100. That means if you deposit $100 using our code, you get $50 free. Again, use our co- code BRKDWN on my bookie now. Yes, and on to the good stuff of the tournament. We're going to talk about individual players that are doing great in this tournament. Uh, William Nylander is uh, doing phenomenal. After a slow year for the Leafs, uh, he started late, as everyone knows. The buzz about William Nylander and his contract. Uh, he's playing very well for Sweden. He has three goals, five assists for eight points, which leads the world uh World Championship right now. Uh, he's second in the tournament in face-off percentages and leads the tournament in plus-minus with a plus-nine for Team Sweden. So he's doing very good. Yeah, his teammate as well, Anton Lander, is also doing very, yeah. very well. He has three games played, 
three goals, three assists for six points, and he's a plus four, and he's averaging two points per game, which is pretty impressive as well. Yeah, and then uh, Team Switzerland's goalie, I mentioned before, Rito Berra. Um, I think he has two wins on, in the tournament right now, and he leads the tournament in goals against average and save percentage as he has two shutouts. So uh, good for Rito Berra, former Calgary Flame, and I think, yeah, former Calgary Flame. So. And Capo Caco, a lot of hype about him in this tournament. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of buzz about him maybe taking over the number one uh, prospect position over Jack Hughes. He mm-hmm. has, Capo Caco has five goals for Finland, uh, zero assists, but he still has five points and he's plus five in this tournament. So he scored a hat-trick against Slovakia, by the way, and two goals against Team Canada. So those, uh, those are two pretty good teams to, to be putting up goals against. So. Exactly, yeah. He's been a pure goal scorer in this tournament, that's for sure. Yeah, we'll mention uh, the uh, the Jack Hughes and Capo Caco first, uh, for first overall pick this year. Uh, New Jersey has the pick. We discussed before the podcast started of who would fit better in the New Jersey lineup, uh, Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. Uh, we'll mention that in a few minutes, but I just want to get to some other players that are doing good in the tournament. Um, Dylan Larkin has been a... a very, very good centerman for the USA this tournament. Uh, he's been very dominant. Uh, Slovakia got under the skin of him last game where he scored the overtime winner. Uh, he's been definitely very good, as well as his teammate Jack Eichel and Patrick Kane. Uh, their defense has also been good as well. Adam Fox, uh, he just got dealt to the New York Rangers from the Cal- uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he was in the Dougie Hamilton, um, Elias Lindholm trade that sent them to Calgary, and he went on to Carolina with Michael Furland and um, Noah Hannafin was going the other way as well. So Adam Fox is doing very good. He plays in the top pair with Ryan Suter. Uh, the USA have a lot of young defensemen, which is very, very good. They always send the younger players to compete for them at the highest stage. I think that's the right way to go because you're gaining uh, experience, and you're looking at players that are going to be maybe in your Olympic roster in the next three years. So uh, the USA are definitely on the right track with the younger players. And yeah, Jack Hughes. He just turned 18 yesterday. He got the cage off. He's wearing the visor now. So we'll talk about that. Uh, one sec. I just want to mention that Rudolph Balsers, uh, he's a Latvian on Team Latvia. He's also been tearing up the tournament. He's a young player as well. Yeah. Uh, he played in the NHL this season. He played 36 games for the Sens. Uh, and he had 14 points in those 36 games, which was kind not of bad. impressing for a yeah. young that's not not terrible for a young players 22 years of age mm-hmm. uh currently has a goal five assists and six points in this tournament so that's that's kind of impressive as well yep and then we'll move on to the big debate of who's going first overall uh this tournament is definitely showcasing that uh the usa and finland Kapokako and jack hughes so if you want to just read some stats on that flagger we have here uh well i just want to say this has obviously been a big debate in this tournament Mm-hmm. Who's going to go number one, Jack Hughes or Capo Caco? Caco has been unbelievable in this tournament. He has uh, five goals, five points, and three games in this tournament so far. Hughes, on the other hand, has been kind of quiet. He hasn't uh, produced any points yet. He's played four games in this tournament so far. Uh, and he was originally – Jack Hughes was originally the number one prospect, but it looks like Capo Caco is going to be taken over or could be taking over that top yeah. prospect spot if if he's not a close second. Um, Thomas, who do you think the New Jersey Devils are going to be drafting first overall? Uh, well, come yeah. NHL draft? 
Yeah, uh, we talked about it before and who fits the best. Um, honestly, Jack Hughes, I think, is the decision of for New Jersey. Uh, to have Nico Heischer drafted first overall in 2017 um, was really great because they needed centermen. And to have another centerman just walk onto the roster next year um, by winning the draft lottery is just unbelievable to have. I think that Jack Hughes should be the first overall pick for New Jersey. He fits the best, in my opinion, because they're going to have two dynamic centers going into the future. And the debate can be said all you want, but I mean, Jack Hughes has been proving it all year through his uh, the US United States Development Program and the U18 tournament. Uh, he set records for that. He beat Alexander Ovechkin for most points in that tournament, which is insane. Um, the reason why he hasn't been doing as great as Capocacco in the World Championship has to do with the fact that he's been on the third line for the United States, hasn't been getting the top minutes, and as well, he's never played against men before, and Capocacco has in the SM Liga in Finland. Uh, I just think that Capocacco has had the development for to play against older men, but the, both of these players are going to be great. I think this is going to be a great one-two in the draft, just I think Jack Hughes is the better fit for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong on that. I think Jack Hughes is, uh, he's a great player. Both Capocacco and Jack Hughes are great players. Um, I just wanted to read out some stats on Jack Hughes here. When he was playing minor midget AAA uh, for the Toronto Marlboros before uh, he moved on to play junior hockey, he put up 159 points in 80 <laughs> games played. Yeah, that's... That's crazy. That is just insane. Uh, currently... He's playing for the United States uh, development team. He has 48 points in 24 games played, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's, he, I just mentioned, he played in the GTHL um, back in 2000, from 2014 on to 2017, before he moved on to the U.S. development team. And there are a number of uh, amazing hockey players that have yeah. came out of the GTHL. Uh, I played in the GTHL myself. Thomas and I have a lot of friends that have played in the GTHL. Uh, I just want to go on to name a bunch of NHL players mm -hmm. who uh, who might ring a bell that came out of this league. I'll start off uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. Matt Stajan, Carlo Koliakovo, Matt Molson, Jason Spezza, Trevor Daly, Mark Giordano, Rick Nash, David Clarkson, Chris Campoli, Brent Burns, Dan Carcillo, uh, Dave Boland, mm -hmm. Andrew Cogliano, Wayne Simmons, P.K. Subban, Sam Gagne, Chris Tanev, John Tavares, yeah, Alex Petrangelo, on. Ryan O'Reilly, Devontae Smith-Pelly, Tyler Toffoli, Zach Hyman, Tyler Sagan, Jeff Skinner, Ryan Strom, Max Domi, Sam Bennett, <laughs> Darnell Nurse, Connor McDavid, Dylan Strom, Mitch Marner, and yeah, like the list goes on. There's yeah. many other uh, great hockey players that have been uh, that have graduated from the GTHL. I definitely named most of them. Uh, that might ring a bell. But uh, Jack Hughes is kind of destined for that number one position. I think we were talking about it a bit before mm -hmm. we started recording, Thomas. Uh, he comes from a family of athletes. Uh, he obviously is going to be the top prospect. His older brother, Quinn Hughes, was drafted seventh overall in the 2018 draft by the Vancouver Canucks. Mm -hmm. His younger brother also plays minor hockey for the Little Caesars uh, under-15 AAA team. 
and is destined to play for the U.S. National Development Team. Probably, yep. Uh, his father, Jim Hughes, is a former hockey player and professional. Sorry. <laughs> He's a former hockey player and team captain for Providence College. Yep. And assistant coach for the Boston Bruins and director of player development for the Toronto Maple Leafs. His mother, Ellen, played ice hockey, lacrosse, and soccer at the University of New Hampshire. Yeah. That's crazy. Triple sport athlete in university. Um, she also played for the United States Women's National Ice Hockey Team and won a silver medal at the 1992 World Championship. Yeah. His uncle, Marty, and his cousin, Teddy, were also both involved in hockey. His uncle, uh, Marty, played in the British National League for the Dundee Stars, and his cousin, Teddy, played for the Manchester Monarchs of the ECHL, and I believe his cousin, Teddy, is still playing in the ECHL. Uh, so he's he's kind of destined. He's coming from a a great background of athletes from his family. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of destined for this top spot, I think. But if he doesn't end up going first overall to the New Jersey Devils, I don't think that Kapokaka would be a wrong pick for no, the New Jersey not, Devils yeah. because he would fit in well, I think, with Nico Heischer mm. uh, playing on Nico Heischer's wing. So Kako's a, a, a goal scorer who – could fill in um, a little gap from the New Jersey Devils there if they yeah. do decide to go with him. But I, I agree with you, Thomas. I would go with Jack Hughes. I think he would be my, my pick. Uh, even though he is a little, a little bit smaller of a center, I think his numbers definitely prove it other than, than uh, this world championship. But yeah. I think he's, he's going to be the number one pick, I think. I think the Devils would be crazy not to pick him, so. Yeah, uh, you la- nailed a lot of points there. Uh, he's definitely coming from an athletic family uh, with his cousins, his mother, his brothers, whatever, his dad. Um, but who would you compare Jack Hughes to in the National Hockey League right now? Uh, I would say Johnny Goudreau, probably. I think he uh, can score goals, but he's also more of a playmaker. I think... Um, his points, if you look at his points on the development team right now, he has uh, 12 goals and 36 assists, 48 points, uh, which kind of represent Johnny Goudreau's stats a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know – well, who would you compare him to, Thomas? Yeah, I'd probably compare him to a Johnny Goudreau or Patrick Kane, that play center. Both those players do not play center. Um, I don't know if they have a history of playing center, but they're both smaller guys, smaller skilled guys that can – play make they can score um they're very very skilled but jack hughes plays center and that's very uh that's a very very valid point to draft a guy that plays center and could do the stuff that johnny goudreau and patrick kane uh does on a daily basis in the nhl um that's a, ma- sorry i was just gonna i want to interrupt um that's another reason why i think yeah. jack hughes would be the better pick in the long term because he is a center who you could build around Capo Caco would kind of be like that winger that like complements uh, Nico Heischer. Yeah. Uh, so that's another reason why I think Jack Hughes would, would be the better pick. Yeah, and we didn't even mention that the second overall team in the draft is the New York Rangers, and the New York Rangers will get sloppy seconds from Jack Hughes. I think he's going to go first overall anyways. We mentioned that before. But Capo Caco is definitely going to fit in their roster. They have a lot, a lot of prospects. And Danny DeAngelis, one of the NHL analysts for us, is going to be very happy with Capo Caco on the roster next season for the Rangers. 
Like I said before, they have a pile of prospects that are going to be coming from overseas and in their farm system. So the New York Rangers look to be a very, very skilled team when they add Capocacco into the roster. I couldn't disagree more. I think you nailed that. Thank you. I thought I did too. <laughs> um, do you want to mention anything else? Because I think we covered a lot in this tournament that's going to be going on. Yeah, I think uh, we'll probably have another special edition of end-to-end -end come out um, near the end of the tournament, maybe before the uh, elimination yeah, yeah. games start. Uh, we will have another episode of end-to-end -end come out on uh, Friday afternoon, most likely. Uh, we will... That episode won't be based on this tournament at all. That, that'll that be based on uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think we covered a lot today. Yeah, I think we know a lot as well. And if you want to hear more about the IIHF World Hockey Championship, just uh, follow us on Twitter because there's a lot of postings about every goal that's going to be hap that's happened in the, cha in the World Championship so far. And we have a lot of articles written by myself that's up on the uh, breakdown, uh, thebreakdownsports.com on their website and on Twitter. So keep in tabs with that. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So we're going to wrap this special edition episode of the IIHF World Hockey Championship from Slovakia. As always, I'm Thomas Fessio. Alongside me is Andrew Flager. And we will chat with you on the NHL episode on Friday. <laughs>